Alrighty, this is Scott Walters, and you are watching the Walters Wandering Travel Podcast. This is episode 13. So after Lucky 13, and uh, with us today is going to be Eugene Quotes, uh, a composer, arranger, musical movie vault, and he'll be joining us in a second. As soon as I tell you that until the end of the year, that's December 31st, 2020, any travel you book with me, anytime in 2021, you'll get $21 off each $1,000 of land or cruise fare. So doesn't include airfare, doesn't include insurance, but uh, you'll get a good deal when you get in touch to go away. All right, here we go. This is Eugene Bozzi here. He's live. Yay. And there he is. Finally. The man with the Dallas Stars ready to talk about all of that and much more. Eugene, uh, let's let's start uh, with something that was really intriguing a couple of years ago when you were on uh, a Disney cruise as a musician. Several. Yes. Tell, tell Several, more than one. That's amazing. <laughs> First of all, the Disney cruise experience is unbelievable. I've done about six or seven myself. Although I've never yeah. done one with you being the piano player, but that's just yeah. the luck of the draw. So tell us about your experience on the Disney cruise as a musician. Well, it happened where I happened to be a music director and pianist arranger for Broadway star Mandy Gonzalez. And uh, she was in, in the Heights and most recently before COVID ended started, uh, she was in Hamilton playing. Uh, well, she was uh Oh, God, I can't remember the character. Anyway, she was one of the leads in Hamilton, the one that Renee Goldsberry played. I can't remember. Angelica, maybe? Anyway. Maybe. Okay. Uh, okay, so I play most of her concerts, so she called and said that the Disney Cruise and Disney Theatrics uh, wanted her to do a concert on one of the Disney Cruises, and I believe it was on the uh, Magic, Disney Magic, and... Um, so that's how we did it. So we went on 15 days. I had to meet uh, Mandy. We met in uh, Boston. I think I joined them in Boston. And then we were on. We did two. We did four shows. Two on the big stage. And then uh, then we did two others in a like a little cabaret type uh, setting that they had. It was so much fun. And uh, it was it was amazing. The Disney cruises are amazing, especially if you have kids and stuff. But it, it was fun. And then uh, the I also played for Will and Anthony Nunziata, and they were they have a Disney concert that they created about the Sherman Brothers, who wrote Mary Poppins and other Disney shows. And so we did several cruises, where we went to Alaska, we went to Panama Canal, Panama Canal. Uh, Mandy and I went to England, Ireland, Liverpool, and it was nice. Scotland, I think. Ooh. I don't know. And uh, the uh, Nunciatas, we went to Alaska, Panama Canal. I'm missing something. Anyway, we went like two others. It was fun. And so stuff. tell me, what kind, what kind of accommodations did they give a performer on the on the That's ship, did you, did you get a nice balcony, yes. or are you stuck with the crew no. in the crew quarters? We get a nice room. At least I got a nice room, and we're treated like royalty. I mean, it was nice, you know. Everything, um, we get a discount on the internet, which is big for me, because I have to use the internet a lot. And uh, no, but other than that, 
the only thing is we can't do the contests. We can't win bingo. We can't <laughs> win any of those games. And that's a shame because I would have won one of those games, but no, we're not allowed to win any of those contests they have. But other than that, we were treated great. You know, the dinners and all the food, it's just crazy. It was so nice and it was good. I mean, the 15 days was a lot because that is a we, long time. Well, yeah, for us, because we always have concerts. And so, well, Mandy and I learned from another Broadway star, Susan Egan, who was the original Belle on, sure. on Broadway. She does a lot of Disney cruises. But what she taught us was that you don't have to go the whole 15 days. You can just meet them in the city like a few days before you're scheduled to, to perform. We only perform two days out of those 15 days and they were back to back, you know? And so it was like, so we would have like four days. We were one day we would rehearse like the day before. And then the next day we do the concert. And then the next day we go to the other place and do a concert. And then that was it. <laughs> so then we have another like week of doing nothing. One wow. Time, just lounging by the pool and, well, yeah, and, and having all the – I love the uh, interviews that they have at the uh, – they have these great – like um, there was one lady that talked about the history of Disney and the Disney – Oh, sure. Uh-huh. I can't remember her name, but she was great and all that. Mandy and I were so tired of – not tired, but, you know, we get bored. How do I say that? I mean, we loved doing what we were doing, and her daughter was with her, and it was fun. But we felt like the last week we wanted to perform again. So we even asked them if we could perform somewhere, and they put us in a place to perform. And it was so even the fun. piano bar, right? I think we did go to the piano bar, and they made it into a show, and we did an extra show and because uh, we just wanted to do something. I would also sit in with some of the other entertainment people. There was a couple that sang. They had like a karaoke track, but he played, uh -huh. he played piano, but sometimes she would sing and not play the piano. So, and he would play horn and uh, he would play sax. And so I asked him if I could sit in with them. And we landed up doing that a few days where I would just walk by and I would see them and they would say, Hey, Eugene, come on over, you know? And so we would, I would jam with them and all that. And it was fun. And then, but with the Nunciatas, I learned that I would come like a day or two before we were going to perform. And then the next city that we would dock, then we would leave. So that I would be on for three or four days. Now, if I had a family with me, I would obviously stay the whole, you know, sure. because it's it's amazing. You know, no, the, the, the sights you see and the things you can go see on a cruise are great. It yeah. was fun. I, I would I would do it again with my family next time. So it would be really fun. Of course. No, it's good. Now, um, what other traveling besides the Disney cruises have you done to, to, to do music? You must have gone around other some, some other places. Any, any good stories from those places? Well, two years ago, uh, I had a, a – this is travel. Boy, I had concerts in New York, which is where I'm based. And then uh, I would have concerts. There was a string of concerts within two weeks – actually 10 days where I would be in New York. Then I have to go to Columbus, Ohio. Then we traveled to Singapore. This is with the Nunciata brothers go to Singapore for three days. Then we came back 
and went somewhere else. Where did we go? It was like crazy. I think we went to like Indiana or something. Or that is nuts. That's a nuts. It was schedule. crazy. And then I had to come back to New York after that and do a big show at 54 Below. So within the 10 days, it was crazy. I went from New York to Ohio to Singapore to, uh, I think it was, in, it was a small city. And it was like either Indiana or, or maybe it was Wisconsin. Anyway, it was something like that. Then I had to come back to New York and do a concert the next night uh, with uh, 54 Below, which is a big uh, nightclub in New York. It's Feinstein's 54 Below, by the way. Yes, we yeah. understand. You have to you have to add that up so he'll get upset. <laughs> yeah, and Mike's a great guy, too. So No, Mike listen, of course, of course. But he likes yeah. to remind people that it's his place. So there you go. Now, with COVID-19, I had the most interesting travel since I finally got to perform again. I haven't, you know, March 14th was my last concert. And then we didn't, I haven't did any, did any concerts until September. And uh, I had to go, I was hired to go do a cabaret concert series in Fort Worth, my hometown in Fort Worth, Texas, at the Cosmignana Theater, where they would do at socially distance. They turned their stage into a nightclub where they separated the tables, were socially distant and safe. The people wear masks and all that. And uh, I had to do a Whitney Houston show. And this is in uh, October. And uh, the interesting thing is at that time, when you leave New York and you have to come back to New York, you have to be quarantined for 14 days. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. My problem was I had concerts scheduled in Fort Worth one week in October, but then I had a week off. Normally I would fly back to New York and then come back for the next week to do another Cosmignana Sure. And then the week after that, I had to go to Arizona to do a Broadway Fright Night concert. The problem is I knew that if I went back to New York, I wouldn't be able to come back for the second round of the concerts. And then I wouldn't be able to come back and then do the Arizona. So my wife, suggested that I stay in Fort Worth and luckily I have my family and friends. So what I did is the, we did the Whitney Houston show. Then I had a week off and I stayed at my uh, nieces in laws who are two minutes away from the theater. And they also let me use their car, which was nice because got to get the Whataburger, you know, it's just, just like I went to Whataburger, of course. And then the next week, I went back to the hotel. The theater, you know, can only afford to put me right. Out. Sure. Yeah, under contract. So then I did the Frank Sinatra show. Then I had ten days before I had to leave to go to Arizona. So I went back to my nieces in laws, who were very nice, and I had a car and all that. And then I flew to Arizona, and did my Halloween concert. Then went back to New York. Then New York changed the policy, going back to. Uh, uh, New York from Arizona because I had a concert five days later. The new policy was you take a COVID test the first day you're back in New York and then take another one four days later. Right. And if you're negative, then you don't have to quarantine. And that's right. I was, I was now I just recently came back on Sunday from Fort Worth. Again, I did a Motown Christmas show. And now the new thing is you have to take a test three days with 
before within three days before you leave to go back to New York, which I did. I got negative. And then on the fourth day, take another test, which is today. I have to go after we're done. I'm going to go do a COVID. There test. you go. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a crazy thing these days. Of course, maybe if you flew into Newark. No. <laughs> I don't know. That You know what? Maybe. I don't know. Is it the same in Newark? Well, Newark is New Jersey, so you know how can they really enforce it? Just saying. Just well, saying. I don't know how they're enforcing it because. I well, trust me. I have my own stories I could tell about that because mm -hmm. I, I went to Mexico in September and I came back and and trust me, the the they're understaffed uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, when, well, it comes to, when it comes to getting in contact with you, there's no doubt. So you fill out a form on the plane. Yeah, you you build it out on the way back, and you and you yeah. say you're gonna you say you're gonna you'll know, be a good boy for 14 days because I was back in September, and there you go. But uh, like I said, they didn't call me until the sixth day, so there you have it. You know, they, they said, "Oh, we'll call you every day." They never did. So. No, they they called me a few days, and I just left a message, and then I there you texted go. you. They haven't talked to me yet. And well, the there you go. One, it, on Sunday, it, they didn't even ask for your phone number. But it's it's like I say, it's it's a changeable feast, and you know, there you go. Now, um, I have to talk to you because I know this is a famous story that you like to tell Which about <laughs> Larry Gatlin. Oh God. And, God. and and the Van Cliburn piano. Oh, that's oh that that's a great one. That is a great story. I want to oh, hear it. I forgot about that one. No, I didn't. Okay, I met Larry Gatlin and I are friends. We met, this is way back in the 80s, 1980s. This is last century. <laughs> so what happens is I'm from Fort Worth. My family was very, my father was a Tarrant County medical examiner in Fort Worth and big supporter of the symphony and arts. We were actually friends with Van Cliburn, the pianist who lived in Fort Worth. And we were friends. We knew each other. So I met Larry Gatlin because I did this TV special for ABC in 1986 and he was on it and I met him and then he came to Fort Worth like a, two or three months after that. And, um, and so we got together. I went to his concert and Van Cliburn was there. And uh, after the concert, Van Cliburn saw me backstage with Larry and, and Van Cliburn was giving a party at his mansion, beautiful house in Fort Worth. It's a big mansion. It has like, God, he had grand pianos in almost every room, Steinways and stuff. And he invited me to come to the uh, his house along with the Larry Gantlin people. So I went and uh, on one of his pianos, Larry Gatlin had this idea of a song. And so he asked... Larry Gatlin, we had all the people that were there, the, the Gatlin brothers and the band and several of Van Cliburn's friends, you know, prominent Fort Worth people. And the Fort Worth Symphony conductor was John Giordano. He was there. So Larry goes, I have this idea for a song. I'm just inspired. This. And he goes, Van, do you know the Beethoven's Fifth? And Van, of course, said, oh, no, 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 I can't do it, but Eugene can do it. So Van got me to play <laughs> this song with Larry Gatlin said, we're going to do Beethoven's fifth. When I tell you to do this certain movement of Beethoven's fifth, play it. And then it's going to be a boogie in the key of C. I go, okay. So he would give me chord changes while we were doing it. And then he goes, okay, play the Beethoven's fifth thing, which is, I have my piano here, by the way. Can you hear it? Yeah, we hear it. Okay. So Van, I mean, Larry would get, 
we would do the boogie and see. And then he goes, okay, do the Beethoven's fifth thing. And I go, and what this is, is it's actually the song that he created called Boogie for Beethoven. And it's on YouTube. I think I'm not on it, but I was the first one to play it because I helped him create it. And it's sort of cool. And (laughs) God, you know what? And then, God, was it seven years ago? Seven years ago, I was in Washington, D.C., my brother Lee, who runs a big uh, Catholic church choirs, he did the was doing a big arrangement of my uh, America the Beautiful, and uh, he was doing a concert in July Fourth in D.C. This is right, seven the years big ago. concert, sure. Larry Gatlin, I was was actually performing outside, and I saw that his name was there. I saw. Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin brothers are performing. So I called Larry. I have his number and I called him. Hey, I'm in D.C. So Larry asked me, he was actually at the White House and Bush was the president at the time. Okay. And so he said, oh, I'm at the White House right now, but why don't you join us at the concert? Come to the concert tonight. So Can't I met say him no. before the concert and it was an outdoor concert. It was so funny. Because before he did Boogie for Beethoven, he actually stopped. And I didn't know he was going to do this. He says, he told the story to the people in D.C. And he made me stand up. They put a spotlight on me when I stood up. Out, and he had There you go. See? First with Eugene Quotes. And he happens to be here from Fort Worth, you know. And there you cool. have it. Yeah, that was cool. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. Well, it's, like I said, it's a great story. There's no doubt. Now, I also think you... Did, did you do something with Hank Aaron? Oh, yes. Oh, it was like through, for his birthday or something. Yeah, that was through Neil Berg, who's another great composer, arranger. Neil did concerts and stuff. And his wife, he happens to know Hank Aaron. He's done stuff for Hank Aaron and his wife's, uh, um, what do you call it, charity work that they do in Atlanta. And the problem is Neil had broken his hand and couldn't play so his wife was going to sing so he had me come over and to Atlanta to play the three special songs that Hank Aaron wanted and so I got to meet Hank Aaron I played for Rita Harvey was Neil Berg's wife right and she said she sang like two or three songs and I had to play it because Neil couldn't play he actually hurt his hand playing softball yeah well Neil Neil's a big softball baseball guy I know that yeah, he was. So something happened to his uh, wrist or hand, and he couldn't play, and I had to sub for him. And, of course, I was so excited to meet Hank Aaron and his wife. It was a thrill. That was cool. No, no kidding. I, I'm a, he's he Actually, Hank Aaron and my father share the same birthday, That's same cool. day and year. That yeah. is cool. I remember watching him hit, hit, break the record, and um, it was on the Monday Night Baseball, actually. It was. It was. It was a Monday Night Baseball game against I'll, the Dodgers. never forget that. That's true. Now, your brother Lee, who I know before I knew you. Yes, that's how I, we met. Right, exactly. I, I'm. It's is it true he actually was the organist for the Texas Rangers baseball yeah. team? Yeah. In fact, it can go even further. The reason why I'm a big hockey fan is because Lee and my other brother, older brother Richard, uh, were, uh, they were. Um, organists and were asked to play at the Fort Worth Wings game. They were the minor league team of the New York Islanders at the time. This is in the 70s. I fell in love with the game 
And, um, and so he played the organ at the Lee and Rick played the organ at the games. And then the Texas Rangers, and that's actually the year, uh, second year of Billy Martin being the manager that ah. Lee was asked to play at the games. And it was, it was fun. He played at the Texas Ranger games and, and, um, my God, let's see, like Mike Hargrove played for us and Toby Hara. I remember that. And Jeff Burroughs was probably on that team. What? Jeff Burroughs was probably on team too. And, uh, Billy Martin was actually fired in the middle of that season, which is, well, that's not unusual. Yeah. (laughs) But he was a great manager. It was fun. And we would, I would go with my brother. I played a couple of Ranger games too, when my brother couldn't do it. And then, um, I hated playing at the hockey games because I would get too involved. <laughs> and I mean, I would bang on the organ and the referee would call bad calls. And I would bang on the organ and play three blind mice. And my brother, the, actually the Central Hockey League made a rule that if the organist plays three blind mice, that the team will get a delay of game penalty, two minutes. <laughs> and that's, I think that's still a rule. And that was because of my brothers and I, because we played that's three blind funny. mice. That yes. is funny. You're talking in the 70s when. Uh, well, that is funny yeah. stuff. Okay. So, yeah. a- a- any any other stories you want to regale with before we close it off? But well, well, what do you want to know? Well, for Broadway people, everyone likes to hear that I helped Betty Buckley's a Fort Worth native. She was um, in Cats, won a Tony for Cats, and has been on TV and movies, and she's a big Broadway star. And I helped teach her memory before she sang it for uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's a neat story. That's a good story. That's yeah. a good one. What else do you want to know? No, nah, I think that's that sounds like a sufficient... <laughs> oh, by, by, by the way, I'm a Fort Worth native, too. Is that I right? Actually, yes, I was born at the, the old Carswell Air Force Base Hospital. Oh, yeah. Carswell. My brothers yes. and I used to play at the little chapel there. So yes, Carswell Air Force Base. I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's a shopping mall or something. But uh, no, it's still there. Not still there. Then there you go. But I was born at the hospital there it's some fifty-eight the years mall. ago. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. So, so you're Fort a Worth native. native. Fort Worth proud. That's right. Wow. So listen, this is good stuff, and I, I think it's I think it's excellent um, to be able to talk with someone who's had experience traveling and playing music and making music and and giving people a good time because I know that's what you're all about. So yeah, I'm going to go to Milwaukee. Lee's at Milwaukee at the Basilica now. And I'm yes, I know him. that. I saw that. Yeah, he, I'm going to help him with his midnight mass and Christmas. Well, there night. you go. At least there is a midnight mass. My my local church, the last mass is at eight o'clock. It's like. Oh, uh, uh, that's the way it goes. Well, I'll find I mean, one at midnight, though. They'll be socially distanced. Where are you? Yeah. You're in Pittsburgh. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm, in, uh, I'm in the suburbs of New York City, so I'll oh, find a midnight there. mass. There's going to be one. It won't oh. be hard to find one. No. So anyways, no. listen, buddy, I really appreciate you being on board today. It was I thank fun. you so much. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go, and I'm gonna sign off for everybody else. So again, I appreciate you coming along, Eugene Quotes. Uh, great stories and and uh, good stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yes, happy holidays. So that was Eugene Quotes with lots of good stories. Um, again, twenty-one dollars on the beach, one thousand dollars that you can uh, spend on a vacation land or cruise there. So I really appreciate you uh, being uh, in touch and uh, going away. And I look for you for the next Walter 
Swan Ridge Travel Podcast. We have more great stuff coming up between now and the end of the year. Take care.